Man, Draymond Green and Ja Morant get petty. Kyrie Irving's future is uncertain. And James Harden might have to spend a little less money at his favorite steakhouses. I'm Rosa Panza. This is the Clinic All-NBA Podcast. I have the two hooligans with me, JJ. How you living, my friend? Oh, man. You know, celebrating the championship team. <laughs> and who might that be? The Warriors, the Golden State Warriors. (laughs) Sammy, how you living, my friend? I'm good, my man. Letting you guys bask in the glow and dreaming of what a healthy Clippers squad would look like for the first time in a decade next season. We will see what happens. (laughs) We will definitely see what happens next season. But for now, I want to ask you, JJ. You went to the parade. I want to know what the atmosphere was like, what your experience was like. Did you listen to any of the speeches, etc.? So the speeches were held at a different location. It was private. But once okay. they hit market, it was so lit, man. Shoulder to shoulder, um, couldn't move. And every time I inhaled, I thought I was floating to space and I didn't even have anything in my mouth. So I'll just leave it to your imagination to think what I'm saying. Everybody, the grandmas, the, lo- the kids, I'm just saying, that's how the city does it. So, oh man. Yeah. That's right, that is San Francisco. But you know, I wanted to ask you guys, did you guys see how many L's Clay Thompson was taking on the L's parade? Or wins? You think they're wins? Okay, I'll go through them. I'll go through them. First off, on his way to the parade, he's on his boat, right? He's live streaming, super excited. And then all of a sudden, his championship hat that he got on the court in Boston goes just flying off behind him. He loses his hat while he's on his boat. That's one. I think that's an L. Is that still a win to you, Jay? I think that's a win. Okay. (laughs) Savvy? I'll give him a win on that, too. I mean, if you lose okay. a hat because you're on your boat, life ain't so bad. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Round two was, I guess he was walking through the parade, a ton of confetti around, and he drops one of his championship rings and almost loses it in the confetti. What do you guys think about that? That has I the thought- potential to be an L, but he found it, right? He did find it. He uh, did that, find it. That's a close one. But you know the the other reason that I'll give him the win on that? Because he said the word rings with a True. plural. Yeah, he has multiple rings, man. You got to yeah. show it off. <laughs> yeah. Make and it dramatic. The, the last one, walking through the parade. He stumbles. He tries to catch himself. And he puts himself in a full-fledged sprint right into a woman, knocking him down, knocking her down I to the ground. What did you guys think of that? Well, that one was a loss because clearly it was a charge and not a block. So he committed the <laughs> offensive foul there. I like what you did there. I'm not even going to top Sammy's comment. So, yeah. I like what you did there. Man, even though Clay was taking some L's, in my opinion, overall, it was an absolute dub for the dubs. But let's get to the conversation here. So, Steph Curry now wins finals MVP. He has four rings. And now a lot of people are talking about where Steph lands in the pantheon of the NBA, like overall, 
So ESPN's list, their top 10, it goes like this. Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Magic Johnson, Wilt Chamberlain, Bill Russell, Larry Bird, Tim Duncan, Oscar Robertson, and Kobe Bryant. Steph Curry is not on that list. Do you guys think Steph Curry should slide somewhere in there? Yes. Yeah, Jay, kick, it, kick uh, this off. This is your boy. Do you want me to kick it off right now? Please kick it off. This is your boy. All right. Go for it. If we're going to have the standard, right? The standard would be who? Michael Jordan. And Michael Jordan is the standard because he made the game global. He True. made it a culture with not only playing the game, but also shoes, fashion, um, international. Everyone wanted to play like Mike. And if you're going to add Steph Curry, he's arguably the most influential individual in today's game. Kids want to shoot threes. They, they have plays, uh, tactics, um, coaches worry, and they have nightmares because of Steph. And if you win four out of the six championships in that title run, and you're arguably the best player, I know that people are gonna say, well, you know, Katie was in there. But if Kobe's on there, you gotta give props to Steph because Kobe had Shaq. And I'm not gonna, you know, devalue what Kobe did, but if you watch the first championship run with the Lakers, you have to say that Shaq was the dominant one, right? Absolutely. Sammy, That's right? not in dispute. It's, That's not in dispute, right? No, it's not. I know some of you might think I'm being blasphemous, but mm -mm. if you watch how Shaq played, you have you have to think that you know Kobe was not the man in the first championship run. Right. Ask Chris Dudley about that. Continue on. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> with Steph, he has a multitude of things that I'll go into, but I'll let Sammy. I want to see how you think about it or what you think about it. I should say. So for me, when when we're going this high, like this pantheon, this top ten, it's not just about the accolades. It's you, you hinted at this. It's who changed the game because you're crossing over eras now, and these are the players that are remembered going back 50, 60 years in some cases, right? Mm -hmm. So I respect ESPN's list. I don't agree with some of it. And for me, I I think Steph is right on the like the fringe now of the top ten, but I consider him in. Somewhere in the nine to ten area for me, I, I think he's there now because he did he changed the game more than anyone in the last 20, 25 years. You can argue he changed the game more than LeBron. Obviously, I'm not saying he's wow. above LeBron because I I'm not going to get to that one, but I don't think that one's a debate at this point. I LeBron for me is, is number two. Yeah, but you look at the guys on this list, like you said, MJ changed the game. I actually I would have LeBron at two. Me, this is just me. I'd actually have Magic at number three. Just because mm -hmm. Magic did things that no other player did at that point at his size. I'd have Kareem somewhere in the 4-5 area, Russell around that area as well. I think f relative to ESPN's list, as good as some of these players are, uh, I would actually move Chamberlain down a little more than most. For me, I respect the stats. I think the stats are incredible. I'm not going to dispute that. But I do also feel like a big part of that is that the era he played in, he was a good six, seven, eight inches taller than everybody else. So part of it was just pure physical advantage. And as good as those stats were, he only won one ring. Why? Because the best defensive player, arguably of all time, Bill Russell, kept shutting him down when it counted and ended up with most of the rings of that era. So to me, if you're that much more physically dominant, but you can't 
bring home the the chips, then I I think you you do have to be downgraded for that if we're talking about top ten. So I move him down a little bit for that. As good as Tim Duncan was, as well as perfect fundamental player, I'd probably move him down a shade or two. So I think Steph slides in somewhere into that spot there, right around that nine ten area. Uh, Oscar okay. Robertson's debatable for me. I will. I respect the stats, and I will freely say on this one, I don't have enough knowledge of his game because I didn't obviously see much of him. And when you look back, Will Chamberlain seems to be more highlighted player of that time and space. Interesting, JJ. Would you would you say that about the same? No, I'm gonna go super controversial right now, so and I'm gonna I'm <laughs> no. actually going to agree with Gilbert Arenas because I've said this over and over and over again and Gilbert Arenas had the same mentality and logic that I've been saying which is but he didn't say it eloquent he said it kind of savage which was anyone before 85 you could blank them you could F them <laughs> and I and I totally you know not to that degree but I'm gonna say that people before the NBA and ABA merged, you can't compare it to the modern era. That's just straight up. Like you have Wilt, Bill, and Oscar and Kareem, which were great players, okay? I'm not gonna take anything away from that, but it's just like if I have Joe Montana, right? And I'm gonna say, hey, uh, is Joe Montana better than Aaron Donald? The, the first thing that Sammy's probably going to say to counter that is, well, it's hard to compare because they play both position, uh, two completely different positions, right? Right. In different eras, they do, the game has changed. It's the same exact thing. So why would you compare these players where the sport wasn't global? You basically didn't have a three-pointer. The, the talent level wasn't the same. And let's just be frank. Like in terms of a competitive nature, if you uh, if you have three quarters of the league that are African American, and back then it was all ma majority predominantly a Caucasian league, then I'm not going to compare eras. Sorry, right? That doesn't that why why should be? Yeah, like, I'm, please, I'm with please you. counter that. So I'm are you, you basically I'm... saying then you would have two different lists? Or are you just saying yes. that? Okay. Yes. Okay. Like, yeah, like I'm not going to compare uh, Joe Montana versus Michael Jordan. That's how I see it. Okay. Two, two, yeah. uh, sorry. I know you guys want to let me say Tom Brady. But I'm going to say <laughs> Joe Montana versus Jordan. Two different sports. That's how I feel that the game is comparing these two generations, right? Yeah. And I, gotcha. I think a lot of people feel that way. You know, whenever these, um, these people are talking about trying to compare like drop like draymond into like the past and stuff like that you can't necessarily do that because it was an entirely different game but i mean if we're just taking this espn list at face value where i'm looking at this is i don't know i'm kind of with you with the whole wilt chamberlain thing yeah you yeah could say the same thing about oscar robertson right yeah because he averaged a triple double Great for stats, only won one championship. And th these two players are both on this list. Steph Curry has four rings, a finals MVP. 
He broke the three-point record. He's a back-to-back MVP, first unanimous MVP. Um, he had a 50-40-90 season, which is almost impossible to get at the rate that he shoots it, at the distance he shoots it, in this era where a lot of the other players are way more athletic. I mean, you have Steph Curry literally changing the dimensions of the court, just like Shaquille O'Neal and how they had to really reinforce that three in the key rule, right? Yes. Yes. It's almost the same exact thing with Steph Curry is that he's changed so much about the game, how it's played, the movement, the off-ball stuff. I can't... Everyone on this list, okay? Steph Curry would be number one off-ball. Number one, legendary status, Hall of Fame status. If you played NBA 2K and you know that Hall of Fame badge, he should be the only one that owns that off-ball movement badge, if that ever existed. So I think it's top 10. Easy to me. Yep. But I'm also, I might not be a little biased in this. But anyway, (laughs) for those watching us on Twitch, to those who are listening to us on our podcast right now, add us on Twitter. Let us know exactly where you play Steph Curry in this top 10 pantheon, okay? So for the next topic here we have warriors pettiness i know people have talked about this before i'm gonna go over it here clay thompson during the post game conference um after game six said there's this one player on the grizzlies who tweeted strength in numbers after they beat us in the regular season and it pissed me off so much i can't wait to retweet that thing freaking bum and then ja retweeted something and basically said a lot of real estate. For those people who don't understand it, it's like living rent-free, right? Jaws saying, I'm living rent-free in these guys' minds. Draymond responded, we traded that real estate in John Morant property because the value was higher in Boston. A random account tweeted, a Grizzlies Warriors Christmas game in San Francisco Francisco is all but guaranteed at this point. Ja says, nah, bring them to the trenches, saying, bring them to Memphis. Draymond responds, the champs play at home, young. Ja responds, I'm coming to you then. Tell them, book that ish. I'm on your block. I want to ask you guys. This was a very long-winded interaction between the Warriors and seemingly John Morant and some of the Memphis Grizzlies. What do you guys think, first of all, of Clay just remembering this tweet during the regular season? I don't even think he was playing. That game, it was commented after that I think Clay, Draymond, and Steph all did not play. And they lost by 27 because their top three players were out. But you were, <laughs> yeah. And it's like, all right. Um, Interesting to tweet about this game, Jaron Jackson. Um, you know what? When you win, you get the spoils, man. You you get to keep the receipts. I mean, yep. Draymond clearly did at the parade today. So yeah, I'm not hating true. on it. You can talk. It's interesting how much the Grizzlies like to talk. And in one way, I'm not mad at it because they're young. They're trying to... They're, they're, it almost seems like they're trying to talk for their own self-confidence. Like to say, we belong up here. Right. But it, it's a little much for me, to tell you the truth. But you know what? If they're that confident, more power to them. 
I, I don't mind the Warriors keeping the receipts. Like, you had a lot of people just beating you down. I know Steph in the postgame called out Kendrick Perkins, and I think it was, was it Dominique Foxworth pretty directly? Yep. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I called him out pretty yeah, directly. The, the yeah. O. Yeah, the O, exactly. Yeah. Like, we know there's legendary stories that um, Michael Jordan used to use whatever for motivation. Yeah. These guys hear this stuff. And they keep the receipts, and clearly they use it as motivation. I'm not hating on it. When you win that ring, you get to bring all the stuff out. More power to him. JJ, what do you think of this? I'm going to have to agree with Sammy. If you, I've always said this. If you back it up, you could say whatever you want. And no one could say anything about it. The thing with the Grizzlies is that I love that they're confident, but... And there's a but. Relax, Ja. You gotta relax, man. <laughs> You're talking like you made it past the Western Conference Finals. Yeah. You haven't even passed the semi-conference finals. So I love the attitude. I love the confidence, but hey man, don't don't at or retweet at the champs because you're not there yet. Why don't you win an MVP? Why don't you get a few more All-NBAs? And why don't you get, you know, not to the Western Conference Finals, make it to the Finals first. Get a few rings. I will say this much, and I don't want to make this sound like an old man yelling at a cloud, per se, but it is nice to have a little bit of, even if it's just like Twitter competition, like some sort of back and forth, a little rivalry developing, even if it's Jaw single-handedly trying to develop a rivalry. Yeah, like that part I'm not mad at because all of a sudden when this game is played the first when the first game happens between these two teams next year All this yeah. stuff is gonna come up and I'm I'm with you. I'm yeah. with you on that one This is the way I was reading it too. I was like, dude. I love I love the fire between these two teams Yeah, I like that. It's starting to become a rivalry because you know when I was watching the play-in uh, two years ago, I was like, man, this team is a real problem for the Warriors. This year, when they took us to six, I was thinking the same thing. This team might be a big problem for the Warriors because they actually match up pretty well against us. And having this rivalry now, okay, I could tell that Ja Morant thinks the same thing that I was thinking, which is... The Memphis Grizzlies played the Warriors the best this playoffs. I don't think mm -hmm. it was Celtics. I don't think obviously it was the Mavs, but I honestly think it was the Grizzlies. So Jaw thinks he's coming for the rings. That's what he thinks. Do you guys think? Do you guys agree with me? I do. I I think he's if he's he's thinking if I was playing, we should have won the chip, right? That's what you're right. saying. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think he, yeah, he thinks that. I mean, I don't know if that's <laughs> what would have happened. Um, I, I will. <laughs> hey, man, you both know from earlier this season, I'm a big John Moran guy. I, yeah, I'm me a big too. John Moran guy. Yeah, me too, but, man. And you know what? He's what, 22 and he's this confident? It, it's yeah. a good thing. Because this is exactly what we saw in the finals where Tatum's problem was the opposite, right? Where Tatum wasn't confident enough and it got exposed. Right. I'll also just throw this out there too. Call it a wild hunch. 
Banner night in, in the Bay is going to be against the Grizzlies. This is your opening night game now. <laughs> you think the schedule makers aren't seeing all this and looking their chops at the That's opening game of the season? I like that call. Yeah. Let, I like let that me, call, uh, Let me go back a little bit, too, because I know like I came off as a jaw hater. I just don't like the retreats mm. and the responses. I, I'd rather have you come out on the court and talk your smack like this. This thing where you're at at a uh, Draymond's kind of weak jaw. Come on, yeah. man. I'm not really a fan of that either. It might be a generational thing, but mm, yeah. I don't I don't necessarily dig that either. Like it just it doesn't feel it feels fake. You know, it's it's like fake, fake tough guy kind of stuff. Yeah. And I know I, I sound like I'm really hating on the Memphis Grizzlies. I wanna say to any any of the Memphis Grizzlies fans, I actually do really enjoy your team. I like that you guys didn't buy this this competitive uh championship contender kind of team you guys actually drafted so big shout out to you guys but yeah john needs to calm down a little bit anyway for our next topic kyrie irving i don't even know what to make of this situation man it might be a free agent situation because the the brooklyn nets have not made like any ground in trying to re-sign him so now we're at this impasse of now Kyrie Irving might be shipped somewhere else. What do you guys think is going to happen with Kyrie Irving's future here? Kyrie, you suck. I have Any no guesses? idea. I have no idea at this point. It does kind of, doesn't it seem like it's going to come down to Durant as much as anything? Like his input? Yes. I mean, on some level, like I think Sean Marks clearly doesn't like, or he doesn't want him back. I mean, he had that post post game or um postseason conference where he said he wants players that want to be there am i right yeah yeah um i'll just comment this which we all 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 five of us you know have said in the past that the nets it's not a move that they want to do but they have to do which is the move of re-signing Kyrie, mm -hmm. because if they just let him walk they're not going to get anything in return at least if you do re-sign him they're able to go into the luxury tax if they trade him and get more assets. But if right. they let him go in free agency, then that there's dead cap space. Or I don't know what the real technical term is, but that's how it is, right? Well, they would likely still be capped out. So it's like they would lose him and they wouldn't get any space back to resign him. Essentially yeah. is what you're saying. Right. Yeah. yeah. So Based on what's being rumored out there is that if he doesn't want to come back, three teams would be interested primarily. The Knicks, the Lakers, and I'm hoping this is not true, the Clippers. Um, <laughs> so if those three are the ones, none of them have the cap space to outright sign him. So the scenario would likely be he picks up his option and gets traded. So if he gets okay. traded, who, who goes back for each team? And there's only two players that can fit the space on the Lakers to go back there. One of them is Westbrook. And call it a hunch, I don't think Durant wants that to happen. <laughs> I don't so think he wants that, that to happen either. <laughs> does that mean, if the Lakers are legitimately interested, that Anthony Davis goes, goes to Brooklyn? Let me throw that out there. If that's the mm -hmm. trade that's out there, would you do it from either... If you're either team, would you make that trade? No. No way. No, no way. way. Either team would to make that trade. Yeah. Maybe maybe the Nets, but 
I mean, I I don't know. It's it's like a double-edged sword, right? It's like mm-hmm. with Kyrie Irving with the vaccine mandates or whatever, right? Is he going to be able to play games this next season? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I have no idea. Anthony Davis, it's just about health. Like, mm-hmm. is he going to be able to stay on the court? Like, I don't even know what their games played, but I want to be particularly sp- surprised if the games played like in last year's season was only separated by like maybe 10 or 15 games. Like, I want to be at surprised least, at all. Probably. At least Anthony Davis, you don't have a real question about his effort on the court. It's just injuries like what you said, Jin. With Kyrie, he takes days True. off. You never know where his headspace is at. There's the vaccine issue. Like these yeah. are things that an owner, a GM, and your teammate shouldn't have to worry about. And we've talked about this amongst ourselves, which is just having someone dedicated makes a huge difference. Andrew Wiggins took the vaccine and now he's being praised. That's the difference yeah. between him and Kyrie, man. And Kyrie's a stud on the court. And I now you gotta worry about Tatum this. Stopper, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, let me. Okay, on the effort thing, let me throw a contrarian take at you. Go. We just talked about that same Anthony Davis hasn't shot a basketball since April fifth, but he's playing plenty of Xbox. That's true. That's true. Are, are we sure? Are we sure that he's that dedicated? And and I literally just put out there, I don't want Kyrie in the Clippers for the reasons you guys are talking about, but. From the effort perspective, is Davis talented? Absolutely, but he admitted he hasn't shot a basketball if if it still hasn't happened yet. Seventy-five days. Yeah. That this is the problem of the lesser evil. At right. least with AD, right? Yeah. He's vaccinated, and he talks to his teammates about playing or not playing. Not there are instances naughty. with the with Boston <laughs> where he just. Didn't even contact the coach, Brad oh. Stevens or Steve Nash. And, and he's... Heard... Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Jin. No, I was going to say, and he burned Sage too, man. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, in the Cleveland locker room. So, see, yeah. if, the, if the Clippers could get him for some combination, I'm not trying to hate on these particular players, but if it was like Marcus Morris and Kennard and they got Irving for that, okay, cool. But if it so, was any of like the top seven... Yeah, Mm -hmm. just because of his history and the fact that we were talking about this obviously before we started the episode, there's not really a loud voice in the Clippers locker room. And I don't know if I would want Kyrie being the sage in so many ways of that locker room. (laughs) (laughs) I hear that. I hear that definitely. So that would be my concern Um, on the Knicks front. Honestly, if I was the Knicks, I actually would take him. I'm going to put that out there now just because Look what they did last year. You already had Julius Randle in that locker room anyway. It wasn't the most positive place to be. Yeah, you might I think, as well bring in another guy and see if you can at least get to playoffs. That's I was going to say that. I, w- I was going to say the, the place that Kyrie Irving really needs to go is some place that needs some hope. Like, mm. he can't go there and be the savior, and that's the piece that's going to put you over the edge. Like, he needs to be the person where it's like, oh, now we're getting on track. And I think the Knicks would be like a a fitting place to be. I am going to address the thing you said about Anthony Davis because I heard this on like a JJ Redick podcast or maybe it was something else, but he was trying to address how he wasn't concerned about 
Anthony Davis not shooting a basketball since when? It was like April something April or other. The last game of the April season. 5th. He says that when the season was over for him, he wouldn't shoot a basketball until the 4th of July. And that he would just work out, get his body right, etc. But no one ever came to him and said, well, the problem with that is that you already know how to shoot the basketball. Yes. <laughs> Anthony Davis was 18 freaking percent from three-point line last year. He might want to shoot a basketball, you know, every other day or something and, like that. And let me add to that. JJ Redick has had the record of going into the playoffs almost every single year with, with the exception of his last year at the Pelicans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. AD was absent for the majority <laughs> of the regular season. And they didn't make it to the playoffs, so... JJ, I know JJ Redick is backing up the fraternity of the NBA, but yeah, come on, AD. I'm, I'm with you there. I'm with you there. And now we're going to take a short break with a word from our sponsor. Hockey fans, the pursuit for the Stanley Cup is on in DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer for the most exciting playoffs in sports. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what. Win or lose. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's promo code TBPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. For our next topic here, the Houston Rockets trade Christian Wood to the Dallas Mavericks. The Mavericks are sending Boban, Sterling Brown, Trey Burke, and Marquise Chris, and the number 26 pick in this year's draft. What do you guys think of this trade here? Do you guys like it for either one of these sides? I think we've all said that we like it for the Mavericks. Yes. <laughs> it's yes. pretty excited. Like, yeah. what is happening yeah. here? Yeah. What's going on? Yeah. Um, Christian Wood is far from a perfect player, but he's a talented dude. And his his question has always been motor and just general effort when the games haven't meant much. And I think that's because he his primary minutes have been what with the Pistons and the Rockets after Harden was gone. He signed mm-hmm. with the Rockets and then said that was the year that Harden literally ate his way out of Houston. So he's never played for anything meaningful. Going to Dallas under Jay Kidd, I think, will be really good for him. And he plays the kind of game, specifically offensively, that's really going to go well with Luka. His thing is defensively, he's not good. But their defensive system did so well last year that they took the same players they had under Carlisle and really rose. So I just don't see a, a, any lose here. The, the Wood is a free agent after next season. So if this thing's a total disaster... They're not on the hook for any dollars anyway, and if it works out well, they're going to want to re-sign him as it is. So I don't see any downside to this. Right, I don't see any downside either. Christian Wood's also 26, so he still has a little bit to learn as well. Mm -hmm. I mean, what a great culture to be in as well. Low risk, high reward. Yeah, Jason Kidd there. Yeah, what did you give up? Like, look at literally no rotation players. It's no rotation players. The Rockets just wanted to clear cap, and they just wanted to. Clear out talent. I don't know. I don't know what the Rockets are doing. <laughs> no, seriously. I don't know what they're doing either. I know a bunch of different fans of different teams were looking at this list and they're like, that's it? 
That's yeah. all you needed to get Christian Wood. Absolute yeah. steal for Free the Dallas Bobon. Mavericks. That's all I'm going to leave this with. Free Bobon. <laughs> Bobon, come back to the Clippers, man. We miss you. There you go. <laughs> for our next topic here. James Harden is actually expected to re-sign with the Sixers on a shorter term deal. Kind of a big deal because he could have had, I think, like a five-year deal, right? That's what he was really looking for at first. And now it's sounding like it could be maybe two or three-year deal. Do you guys think this news is big? Yeah, man. It, there are indications of a few things that you can note here, which is one... He's realizing that maybe his value isn't up there because his talent isn't up to par at how it was a few years ago. And when a player realizes that, that's a bad sign because confidence confidence is everything, right? Interesting. And I just think you have to wonder, he could have got paid if he stayed with the Nets. Mm-hmm. And this, oh. just, this, this is just a reflection of like what Kyrie does to a team. Like he, they're just interesting. Yeah, that's a yeah. great take. And you know, in addition to what you're saying, if he's taking this hint from Philly, where clearly the executive that favors him the most in the league is, he also knows that the money is not out there with another team. Yeah, right. That he knows he's not getting the four year from anybody else. So, or like the well, he could take a four year from other teams, five years from from Philly. So Philly's not willing to give him the five year, and they're basically saying we only want to give you two or three. That means the money's not out there in free agency either, unless it's with a bad team. So it's it's big. Like JJ said, this is also him understanding that maybe the confidence went down a little bit. The the stats reflected it. I think it's also an interesting, not a validation of the media and of the fans, but it's one of those things where clearly what we as fans saw on the court was also seen by front offices and executives that it, he wasn't the same. And now I, I think there's a realistic argument next year, assuming that he ends up opting in, let's call it a two-year deal. Mm-hmm. Is he even the second best player on that team next year? Honest question. Interesting. Or is it Tyrese Maxey? You guys it's, tell me. I'm going to throw that out there to you right now. Who's the who's the second best player next year? I think it's going to be Tyrese Maxey. JJ, who do you think? I've always thought that Harden was overrated. I mean, he's a great player, but once they changed the rules where he couldn't fish for free throws mm-hmm. and he depended on that heavily, it's where has he been? He hasn't been the same for the last few seasons. Yeah, yeah I agree. And I'm actually going to silver silver lining this news here. Mm-hmm. This is the best thing that could happen to the 76ers. I'm going to say that with this James Harden situation. Because now you've humbled this guy, right? You're going to actually make him play according to his contract. He isn't looking to be a superstar anymore. This is a good thing, right? This is a good thing for Joel Embiid. This is a good thing for Tyrese Maxey. They could do their thing and he could play third fiddle because they're looking at him like, hey, you're going to get a two or three year deal because you. I don't think you're a long-term deal kind of guy. The only part where I'm worried is how does James Harden really see this news? Is this his agent speaking for him? Like, this is what you could really get? Or is this James Harden really being like, I think my time is coming. Like, I'm declining right now. (laughs) (laughs) 
That's an interesting take. Both both sides. I, I do agree with you. Between uh, because between, I would have been okay yeah. as a 76er go, fan. Go. I'm going into 76er fan mode. I would freak the f out if I signed James Harden for five years. Oh yeah. I would yeah. say I'm going back to the process. Here we go. With no picks. Yeah, it would have <laughs> been it would have been absolutely awful, right? It would be like like the Luol Deng situation where I'm still paying this guy and he's not even on the roster kind of mm-hmm. situation. Anyway, anything else to add, boys? Um, yeah, just I think you're right. Between this and that movie Hustle, it's been a good summer for for the 76ers. Which, uh, that's <laughs> nice. all I got on this. Which good movie, by the way. On a side note, Doc's best coaching of the season was in that movie. But <laughs> I uh... shots fired. <laughs> shots fired. <laughs> anyway, that's actually all we have for tonight's spot. I want to thank you two for being on. JJ, thanks for being on, man. Hey, feeling good, feeling great, celebrating the world championships, and who may that be? Say it. Oh my God. Say it. <laughs> the Golden State Warriors. And Sammy, thanks for being on, man. Thanks as always, man. We'll be back on Thursday with some draft coverage. And for everyone that's on Twitch, thanks for watching us. Shout out to RJ, our video producer who's putting us on. Check out our YouTube channel. Remember to rate, subscribe, and review. Like us on our Facebook group page, The Clinic All NBA Podcast. And follow us on Twitter at Clinic All NBA. I'm Rosa Panza. This is the Clinic All NBA Podcast. Come find us wherever you get your podcasts. Okay. I need a vacation. <laughs> <laughs>